welcome back listeners to the Transcend Health podcast. Uh, my name is Ollie Morsley. I'm one of the physios here and I'm joined by Duncan and Luke. Hey guys, welcome. Thank you. Good to see you both, uh, the other two physios here at Transcend Health. And today we're talking about um, a topic that Luke is going to present to us. Luke, you've got something special to talk about. Yes, yeah, so this is a topic um, I've actually seen discussed like in many fitness circles um, and it's also something that patients might come to us and say quite commonly and that is um, that I've been told that my glutes aren't firing. Um, what do you guys make of this when someone comes and, and tells you that? Um, this is really, really common. The first thing that goes through my head is, oh God. <laughs> um, uh, not because what the person said is necessarily entirely incorrect, but there's a lot of misunderstanding around this, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess my, when, when I hear that, um, it's usually an indication that the person's been through a bit of the ringer, I think, where they've been told a lot of stuff. Um, but ultimately, the nuts and bolts of it, your glutes are firing unless you're a quadriplegic or you've had some nerve injury. Um, just the ability to stand up means there's some activity in the glutes. So from that pure definition perspective, um, they're definitely firing. But um, we can probably then dig a little bit deeper. What are your thoughts, Ollie? Yeah, I, th I completely agree. It's um, a bit of a trap to think that your glutes aren't firing because, as you said, most people can stand up or, you know, from a chair and that means your glutes are firing. Um, the thing that I want to just bring up, though, actually, is how people arrive at the point that they think that their glutes aren't firing in the first place. Because you mentioned, oh, they might get... Um, told this uh, by someone perhaps in the health industry or, or, or another gym goer or someone like that um, or they might feel a sensation within themselves that their glutes are not working or they can't feel their glutes contract or something like that? Yeah, what I have seen it come up in is people that have been suffering back pain um, for a while. Um, someone along their journey has told them that, yeah, that their core is weak, which is maybe a topic for another episode, Definitely. and that their glutes aren't firing. Um, so do you want to unpack what maybe that, that's pointing to, like someone that might be telling the patient that, yeah, that their glutes aren't firing? Like, can your glutes switch off? Yes, they can switch off when you relax. <laughs> so they turn on when they're required for a mechanical action and then they turn off when they're not required, right? Um, it's normal. It's, it's good. Um, and there's very little, little difference aside from that where they, they're erratically turning on. Like that is, is what we, I guess you might call that a spasm, but that's extremely rare anyway. Um, particularly in the glutes and then you could have complete paralysis which is what you brought on before Duncan um, and again pretty rare um, so I think in relation to back pain it can come on because people's sensory uh, their, their brain is, is overloaded with the amount of pain that they feel around that generalized region and then they think oh 
uh, I can't really feel my glutes contract. Or the other story is that they've had that back pain and they think, right, I must have this back pain because my glutes aren't firing. And so therefore they think that, you know, they're mechanically not moving or operating very well. Yeah, definitely. The, um, muscles do inhibit so that means they don't work as well or get as high peak contraction when there's lots of pain around um, or lots of swelling around we see that in muscles around the knee very very commonly Um, and it's the same in the glutes too so if they've had back pain for a long period of time and chronic pain they may not be able to produce as much force through their glutes as a healthy individual but the glutes will definitely be working the other thing that you'd mentioned ollie and i think is worth is that when we do certain actions like picking something up off the floor your glutes are working um but because you've had long-term back pain the things you feel when you do that won't be your glutes it will be your back pain um so so i think that's where some of the problem is where people say i, I can't feel it and the reason is is well, you just haven't been made aware of it. They're definitely working and we'll talk a bit more about sort of how we can redirect that a little bit and things. And and what kind of role do you think that, like staying with, say, back pain, um, what kind of role do you think the glutes have? Um, maybe someone having weak glutes or them not being as active like you're talking about. Um, what kind of role do you think that plays in someone's back pain journey? I know it's obviously different for different people, but you want to talk to that? Yeah, I think the first thing to bring up in that is that your body is almost always a product of what you do. So if, if, for example, if you take the back pain case, right, if you've got a really sore back and you change the way you move, you may have changed the way you move to favour your glutes more than your quads, right when you're going to pick an object up off the floor uh, because it hurts to do it the other way or you're scared of doing it the other way perhaps Um, and so then your lifestyle mechanically becomes different and your body adapts really quick i mean you know everybody listening has probably done some form of exercise before for a period of time and noticed some improvements rather rapidly but then when you have just two weeks off you lose a lot right and that happens with everything because, you know, that's how your body is designed. Um, so those are my thoughts on that, Duncan. Yeah, I think, yeah, you touched on a really good point. You're a product of what you do regularly. Um, and when you've had chronic pain, you will have consciously or unconsciously changed your habits and behaviours. Um, not right. That's not right or wrong either, by the way, but you will have. Um, and that means you may do tasks a little bit differently um, which means you use different muscles and that means your glutes get weaker and smaller because you don't use them like you used to but that doesn't necessarily mean they're the cause of your back pain I think that's something I just want to hammer home I think having deconditioned glute muscles uh, is usually a result of underuse and changing behavior almost always uh, and not because of your back pain and it's more likely I believe that they're the chicken not the egg so the back pain was probably present before your glutes switched off or were weak um, and then the changes that subsequently happened may mean you don't produce as much force as you used to or as much force as another person from those muscles 
and just moving away from back pain um, and maybe talking about hip pain a little bit because um, I guess another thing that some people um, bring up is they've been told that their hips are unstable or um, yeah, maybe their glutes aren't firing and the, the reason why they um, don't have any stability in their hips. Um, is that a different kettle of fish or are we kind of... Um, still talking about the same thing here. I think we're still talking about the same thing in a general sense because you can feel as if... I've definitely met people who feel as if their glutes aren't firing but they don't have back pain, right? Or they don't even have hip pain. Um, and, and, and typically, for the types of people that I've encountered in my life, they might be in the gym squatting um, and their knees are coming in when they're squatting and they think, oh, my knees aren't... Uh, sorry, my glutes aren't firing. That's why my knees are coming in. So I, I must go and do a lot of glute work to make sure that they are activated. Um, <laughs> and um, it kind of doesn't really work like that. <laughs> um, because, you, yeah, it, it's, it's not about the muscle, but it's about the coordination of the whole system. I like to liken it to an orchestra. You've got a whole heap of people in an orchestra playing different instruments, and they're all playing the same piece of music, but at different intervals and the conductor is making sure that it flows correctly and it's put together and when it's put together nicely it sounds beautiful but when it's all mismatched it sounds like a cacophony um, and that's kind of what it's like if you squat and your knees come in you you just need a slightly better conductor you don't need uh, you don't need somebody with a bigger set of lungs on the bugle you just need <laughs> a better conductor all right your thoughts on that Duncan I, I think that's one of the best analogies I've heard for that in a long time so well done uh, and and listeners that's the first time i've heard him describe it like that yeah. but no that was a hundred percent i'm going to start using it um it's a mausoleum perfect um yeah exactly uh, it's it isn't about necessarily that we need to isolate your glutes and switch them on and make them um it's about getting some cues around your squat and then practicing the squat yeah so I guess we're talking about you're a product of what you do and, um, you know, we could just get people straight into the gym and, and start squatting um, and within that they're going to get better at squatting and um, maybe any issues that they have or um, perceived issues they have around hip stability or their glutes not firing may disappear. But I guess there are times where we do give out isolated glute exercises um why you know why would you prescribe someone like a a prone figure four which is you know a pretty isolated movement um targeting the glutes yeah so um for those of you listening the, the prone figure four is where you're lying on your front and you've got your one foot hooked over the other leg and you're trying to lift that knee off the floor um, and it feels like kind of crampy in the glutes um, to do that. And a lot of people have sort of poor range or control through that. So we use it in, as part of our sort of pathway, I guess, to recovering from hip pain and developing hip strength and, and um, all of the corners around what the hip can do. Um, it's an integral part of what we sort of do for that for in many cases. And I think it's really good because it use another analogy here in a second but it <laughs> it kind of gets into the corners right it gets into the corners um, and I'm, I'm going to use my background as a swimming coach there are four strokes in swimming right 
butterfly, backstroke, breaststroke, and freestyle. And you can do those to death. But if you've done swimming training before, if you've seen it, they do drills as well. And they're just variations on the same stroke that target or highlight specific areas of the technique. And, and the glute figure four is a classic example of that, right? The hip itself can move throughout a, a wide range of motion. It's a ball and socket joint. It's got lots of degrees of freedom. Um, and it's one thing to walk on it, right? It's another thing to squat on it. And it's another thing altogether to, to be able to do a really good glute figure four. Um, and by tidying up those corners, you're kind of increasing the capacity of the hip. You're increasing its overall strength, desensitizing it to those little corners as well. Um, and all of those things are a really, really great thing, particularly for somebody who's just come out of an episode of pain um, and who's looking to build a little bit of um, physical capacity, which is what it's all about. Yeah, 100%. Um, again, great analogies. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'm stealing a heap of these. <laughs> Twelve, only 10 years in practice and I've just learnt two new analogies. It's great. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I, I think you described that really, really well. Um, we, I typically put stuff like that in someone's warm-up or in between sets of a bigger global exercise, like a squat or a deadlift or something like that. And part of it does a number of things. Like Ollie said, it puts the hip into a new position. You learn how to contract the muscles in that position. Um, but I think it also, it's, it's kind of like priming your lawnmower before you pull the ripcord, right? You have to put a little bit of fuel and get the, the motor units, which are the muscle cells going and ready to work. And that's what that's about. And then, um, it brings awareness to the area because it's, it can be really crampy and quite actually painful, um, which is normal. And, and so it brings awareness to the area. It helps people figure out the hip joint, you know, within themselves. Um, and, and, and I think it also desensitizes them because they're thinking about a different sensation around their hip rather than their pain sensation, which they've had uh, been focusing on previously. I'm just going to target that last point that you brought up and, and, and give you another analogy. <laughs> All right. Well, often when people have a pain experience, let's talk about the hip again, um, they might be fearful of certain movements or certain corners of movements because they've experienced pain there before. And then the analogy is if you open up a room that you've never been in before and it's completely pitch black and full of mists and you start to light a couple of candles around the room and you start to get a layout of the room... If you just do squats, right, you've just lit a candle in the middle of the room and you can see a little bit of it, you can see, you know, most of the room. But the little corners tucked away behind the benches and the cabinets and so on, you don't know anything about. And that's what doing things like the glute figure four is like, right, where you, you, you're getting down in there and you're exploring it and you're really knowing every corner of that room, just like you're exploring and getting to know every corner and every sensation um, and strength that your hip has. And that's a really big part of not only getting over pain, um, but also improving performance and, um, and, and, and also um, keeping pain away. So, yeah, what you're saying is some of these activation drills or these more isolated movements are as much about just creating awareness of the glute itself um, so that you can get more performance uh, or more activation when you are squatting potentially or walking, or, walking yeah. or living your life yeah 
so so i guess that could be you know where some of the confusion has come from with the glutes aren't firing it might be a no awareness of the glutes and um therefore not using them as efficiently there's also the the position that the hip joint gets in you don't want to focus too much on what the muscle's doing you want to think about general movement right the movement all right it doesn't really matter what the muscle's doing um that's just a big pulley um so yeah it's really about what what positions can the hip get in and, and under what control rather than what the muscle's doing and how big and powerful and strong it is 100 percent um the the phrase i use with patients all the time about this is we train we train movements not muscles even doing an isolated glute exercise or an isolated anything movement um you still not going to have 100 percent isolation and it's not how we move anyway yeah. so don't even like yeah. worry about oh i have to feel it here yeah. things will just start to happen so is there anything you want to um close with or do we just want to kind of summarize what we've talked about here I reckon we can summarise it. Yeah, well, I think that last point that you brought up is probably the critical one. Movements, not muscles. Try not to think about the, the fact that you... Or whether your glutes are firing or not, right? I, think more about the movement. If you're squatting and your knees are coming in and you can't help that, well, that's the movement that's the problem. That's something that you need to coordinate a little bit better. It doesn't mean that you need bigger, stronger glutes. And, and whether in that movement pattern there's a bit more glute emphasis sure whatever but it just doesn't mean that your glutes aren't firing because um, you can do a squat yeah so just don't don't concern yourself with it too much okay well i hope everyone enjoyed that episode and we'll be yeah back for another one maybe discussing the the core topic oh. <laughs> can't wait a few more analogies for that one yeah right thanks again for for tuning in and yeah we'll see you on the next one